Hello and welcome to Giant Spotlight, where we will talk about the Giants Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're going to talk about the series in St. Louis, which ended in dramatic fashion to guarantee the sweep. We're going to talk about the debut of Luis Matos, and we're also going to talk about the upcoming series with the Dodgers and what needs to happen if we want to take that series as we also come up with some other division rivals to play the Padres and the Diamondbacks, both at home. We'll get to it in a second. The San Francisco Giants just put the curtain over the Cardinals, guaranteeing the sweep today after a very, very dramatic game. All three games have been pretty interesting. The first one started off with the Giants winning, I think, 4-3. to three. In a closer game, that ended pretty well. And the second the second day, though, was a blowout. I mean, it was pretty much – it was just a nightmare of a game where the Cardinals could not get anything going. Giants were just hitting the ball left and right. We had back-to-back homers by Ustremski and Bailey. Ustremski, a pretty interesting home run against a left-handed pitcher up in the zones of the opposite side of the field. That just doesn't happen that much with Ustremski for being a pole hitter for being someone who has really good splits against right-handed pitching compared to left-handed pitching. And then Bailey, right after on the next pitch, sends it for a home run. And today, the Giants win 8-5 to in the 10th inning after a dramatic, dramatic home run by Ustremski to keep us in the game. I mean, we were losing we were losing 5-2, to and then we ended up getting a run off of a Ustremski RBI that – Brought us back to 3-5. And then in the top of the ninth, we were down to our final strike. It was 2-2. Two and two. Pitched to Ustremski, and he took it. He had a monster hack to right field for a two-run homer, which kept us in the game. And we were able to live until the 10th, where in the top of the 10th, we got three runs. That We got three runs today, and we ended up winning 8-5. And Duvall closed out excellently. Not as much torture as the first game of the series, which uh, was a bit hard to watch. It felt like he kept walking everybody and then brought up Goldschmidt, who we know has terrorized the Giants forever, to close it out with him on the first pitch. So that was pretty good to see. But today, a win, 8-5, which puts the Giants record now at 36-32, and which were third in the NL West. And things are looking up for the Giants. I mean, the only problem was is in the second game, the game where we won in a blowout win 11 to 3 Mitch Haniger got hit in the forearm and I'm pretty sure had fractured his right arm um that was in the that was in the third inning against uh, the Cardinals pitcher and he was injured on that play which was then taken out of the game right after JD Davis had been taken out of the game for a sprain on his ankle on an awkward slide the third I mean he slid in and trying to avoid the tag by Arenado, but hit the bag in a weird way, which kind of messed up his ankle a bit, so they took him out of the game. And Haniger, then on the next pitch, got hit in the arm, taken out of the game as well, and had fractured, had a right forearm fracture, from what I'm reading right here, and was placed on the IL. Um, They aren't sure whether there's going to be surgery or not, and I'm hoping not. That's going to take him out for a lot longer. But that set the stage For a recent prospect, we talk about Luis Matos, who then made his debut in that in the next day. I mean, 
actually on that day when Mitch Hanniger was hit in the right forearm and had a right forearm fracture and was taken out, that in that game, the the Sacramento River Cats were playing a game in Texas where Luis Matos hit another home run, six days, six home runs, and then got taken out midway through the game because San Francisco was calling him up because they knew Mitch Hanniger was going to go on the IL. And this was a chance for Matos through all the injuries to make his debut, which he did make his debut today and got his first hit and his first at bat in the major league level. Uh, He was then taken out and pinch hit four in the game, which ended up being a big reason why we had actually won that game too. So that was good to see. Um, Although I like leaving people in, I like having everyday players, but sometimes pinch hitting can be very good for the Giants. And we've seen a lot of success from the pinch hitting uh, specifically with Peterson and other players, we've seen the bench be very, very deep. Um, not so much the starting pitching, but the bench and the position roles have been very deep. So there's been lots of players that you could substitute in to gain value from in a net bat. But Luis Matos made a debut. It was excellent. He He's a very good defensive outfielder. Um, we didn't really get to see too much of that today, but... I mean, he's a line drive hitter. He's a good hitter. And recently he had been hitting for a lot of power in AAA, which is something that I don't think he was really known for. He wasn't totally known for his power. It's not like he didn't have it in the first place, just maybe not known for it. But his line drive hitting is what keeps him in that game. And his speed is phenomenal as well. I mean, his swing, very Acuna-like, looks very similar to it. Not just the stance, but also the bat path. And he came in today, got a single. And the other two times he lined out, I'm pretty sure one of the second baseman and then the other one to the left fielder. But either way, he made his debut and he'll be he'll be sure to play with the Giants. And he could be a very big piece for the next, I don't know, years to come. Just depends. I mean, we we've caught up a lot of rookies and part of the reason for the success of this team has been our youth has been getting younger. And Bailey also had a very good game. He had a very good series, actually. Um, he's, he was picking up hits. He got a home run in the second game of the series. He went two for five today, and he's been an excellent, excellent catcher in this game. So today's game, which I want to go over briefly because the Giants had a 2-0 lead in the first inning, and then we get to the bottom of the second, right? And Descalfani's pitching. Descalfani had struggled in his recent starts, although having a good start to the season, he had struggled in his recent starts. And the slider hadn't been working out for him too much, as we've seen. And in the bottom of the second, bases loaded, he gave up a grand slam to Tommy Edmond, which kind of set the Giants in a hole where they were. Now it's 4-2. to two. Then you go to the bottom of third, and you give up an RBI. I'm pretty sure to Jordan Walker. No, Jordan Walker came in. But he gave up an RBI, and now it's 5-2. So the whole game, they were down. Until the very last pitch where Yastrzemski hit that two-run homer. And we had we have seen recently the Giants in some comeback wins, especially in the Colorado series where we had been down and they had strung together some hits. They had rallied up to bring back the game in their favor. And that's what we've seen recently. And what's tough is the Cardinals are always a tough opponent for the Giants, have always been. And, I mean, the Giants came back in a crazy way, not only to just take the lead by one run, they came back with three runs additionally in the 10th to make it eight to five to give some insurance. And that set the stage for Duvall 
to grab the save and to close out the game. And that's just been good to watch. I mean, the Giants have turned around what seems to be their season in which they were at one point, they were below 500, a few games below 500, and they were kind of struggling to keep some kind of winning streak going. And now we're at the point here where they're 36 and 32, of course. And I've said before, they're third in the division. They are competing for a wild card spot. Right now, Arizona is in front of the league. They are above all the other teams. And the Dodgers have, they got a win yesterday against the White Sox. So the competition within the division is pretty big. And it's been helpful to have the Padres not do so good, even though they've spent all that money. It's been helpful to have them fourth in the division. Um, Everyone was saying that they were going to just take, but I mean, money doesn't buy you the team, especially when it seems like they're the most disappointing team in baseball right now. And I mean, all of that said, Giants are doing really good right now, and it's good to see them rally up, get base hits, take extended at-bats, and Jordan Montgomery had done really good for the Cardinals today because after the first inning, he had shut down and, I mean, he'd gotten outs left and right, and he had shut us down for a majority of the game until he was pulled out. And now the Giants, they had a chance to come back, and they strung together a lot of hits, got a lot of rallies going, and it was good to see that. And a lot of that was also due late in the game to some pinch hitting that happened. I mean, they pinch hit Flores for someone. They pinch hit Peterson. Peterson didn't do too much. He ended up striking out. And the game kind of just went on like that. But the Giants have done very good. And I'm excited to see what's coming up, especially with the upcoming series against a bunch of our division people such as the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks, all of which are not easy teams. I mean, the Diamondbacks lead the division. They have Corbin Carroll and a rookie that's really fast. I mean, they're they're a good team. They're all around a good team. And the Dodgers, who've always just been a hard team to play with the, the big, like our rivalry, have, they've been the biggest team to play recently. And now it's up to the Giants to keep this momentum going into the future to win these series. So I'm going to go over the series these upcoming series, actually, not just the Dodgers series. I'm going to go over also Arizona and San Diego and what the Giants need to do in order to win, especially if they want to keep this momentum going in their way. And we'll do that in a second. All right. And now that we're back, we're going to talk about the series with the Dodgers that's coming up where the Giants will be in L.A., playing the Dodgers, and that's going to be an interesting series because the Giants, as we know right now, have had some tough starting pitching issues, um, mainly with the depth because Ross Stripling and Alex Wood moved to the injured list, and they've been on the injured list for a bit now. They moved Manaya to the bullpen, who was going to be a starter. Like all those, that's three starters down now, which is a big deal. Logan Webb has been a consistent starter. There was no need to worry about him in the first place. Alex Cobb has had a few couple of rough starts. Um, he's had rough starts specifically to the game where he'd let up a few runs in the first and second and then the rest of the way through. He kind of pitched well, but he's had some rough and tough outings uh, since then. But along with him, you have Descofani, who after starting up the season pretty, pretty decently, we've seen him kind of take a toll now. And now his stuff is just not the same. And he's also struggling and we're seeing these starters being pulled out early 
and the bullpen is having to pick up a lot of the slack. And we have a lot of bullpen people and specific pitchers, such as Jacob Junis and others, who can pitch bulk innings. Um, Keaton Wynn, who was a prospect that we called up, who was a, a pitching prospect for us, a right-handed pitcher, we called him up, and he actually, I forgot to mention this, made his debut in the second game against the Cardinals, where he pitched very well, and I'm happy for him. It was his first uh, first time being in a major league stadium, I'm, I've heard, and he was playing it, not even just watching it. So he did really well, pitched some, pitched some shutout frames, and did pretty well. But then the next day, he was optioned down to AAA, which is kind of interesting. Um, but this was in due to the Davis and Hanniger incident, where Davis has not been said to be on the IL, but is had hurt his ankle, and I think they're assessing it currently. So in the responding moves, um, since since Matos and David VR also David VR also got called up, I'm pretty sure it was due to one Mitch Hanniger going on the IL and Davis maybe taking some days out. So in that they called up VR too, which made them option down Keaton win. So now you just have you only have Jacob Junis who can pitch bulk innings in that in that bullpen. And you have Sean Manaya as well. But those two guys oftentimes will come in after a rough outing by one of our starters, and then the bullpen has to pick up the rest of that game. And the bullpen has been phenomenal since the start of the season. The start of the season, the bullpen came in and would give up runs for the ex- for the team, just give up extra runs. But now they're in the place where they're saving the game like uh, consistently because our starters have not been able to pull off a full, you know, six innings because they've gotten taken out early. And that's the problem is the starting pitching depth has been very tough for this team, as we've seen. And now we got to figure out what is going to happen. I mean, Farhan is going and Kapler are going to have to figure out what to do about this starting pitching problem because you need a, a solid rotation of five at least to be able to make a deeper run into the postseason, which is what they're hoping and knowing that they can do. And if they want to do that, there's certain things you have options. You can call up Kyle Harrison from the minors. I mean, uh, Tristan Beck, who was also optioned the triple a, that's someone who you could probably start throwing out there more often. He pitches bulk innings just like the rest. And you have options to do that. The problem is, is Descofani has not been able to produce in the way they've hoped him to in these past few starts. And now we have a problem where we have at least, I mean, we have three pitchers and two of them have been struggling in recent outings. So what's next? I mean, I would say that a big thing is that they'll probably call up Kyle Harrison at some point to fill in a spot for the pitching rotation, which would be good, but that still leaves another spot. And you could have Wood or um, Ross Tripling come back from injury, but then again, it's like, are they going to produce in the way that we need our starting pitchers to do, which is go deeper in the games and, you know, just give up a few, give up a few or no runs, go deeper into the games so the bullpen can come in around the, the sixth or seventh or eighth inning so they can kind of pick it up from there. And that's what we need to happen right now. I also think that Farhan has said in reports that he is going to be aggressive at the trade deadline. And what that could mean is that there are some pitchers that are going to that are going to be big going into the trade deadline. I can't name any right now. I don't have the list pulled up, but that might mean that we trade for a pitcher. And that's not going to be as high of price as 
the big name on the market that is going to be possibly available at trade deadline, which is Shohei Otani. And I'm not sure how that's going to go right now, considering Angels are in a race to get to the postseason. They're third in their division. I'm pretty sure they're 37 and um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're 37 and 31. I could check that right now. But that just reinforces the fact that they won't probably want to give up Otani. Oh, they're 38 and 31. I think they won the other day. And that means that that's not going to probably happen. I mean, they're probably going to want to hold on to Otani for as long as they can, considering how big and how big of a piece he is for their team. But if a trade is to happen for Otani, it's going to require a lot. And I'm, I'm not optimistic to that idea of trading that many prospects for just a half season, not even a half season, like two months of Otani as they play. And I think that's a bad idea. And, you know, people say that you can extend him. And, yeah, that's true. But if he isn't extended, you've just given up a lot of prospects in turn for not a said deal. And now Otani has gone and you've lost a bunch of people in your system. And that's that's the main thing that I'm thinking of that should not be the case. Why they should not trade for Otani and I don't think they need any more position players because I mean the depth there is pretty heavy, and there's a lot of there's a lot of players that are producing for this Giants team. I think the main thing is the starting pitching. So whether that means we trade for somebody or we call up some pitchers, it's what needs to happen if we want to make a deeper run. And especially against the Dodgers team, you know they're still they're they aren't doing as well as they have in these past two years, and. Maybe not as star-studded, but they're still a good team. They have been a good team for a bit now, and they're going to be a tough. They're going to be a tough team to play against, and we're going to need the starting pitching to really pick it up here as we go into these stretches. And the Giants have had, you know, they've had a, they've been seven and three for their last ten. They've won seven, lost three in their last ten. That's very good. That's what we want to see, and I think that's very good signs for this team. So they have the opportunity to go deep into this postseason and to do very well. So what's going to need to happen is that starting pitching rotation, the the five, maybe even the six, is what's going to have to really show up, and we're going to need more pitchers in that. But overall, it was a good series with the Cardinals. There were some tough injuries there, and I think that's, what's, that's what sucks to take away from it. But it opened up for the debut of Matos, which now he will be up there and probably playing with them. Depending on how long Hanniger is gone, I'm not sure whether – He's going undergoing surgery or not. I haven't heard the news on that. We're going to see soon. But either way, the Giants are doing very good. And although they, they dropped two or three of the Cubs, I mean, they just swept the Cardinals. And now they're going into a series where they're going to be in L.A. And so tomorrow's an off day for them. But um, they'll pick it up. They will pick it up Friday to play the Dodgers. So that's all the time we have for today, and thank you for listening to Giant Spotlight. Wherever you get your podcast, let's go Giants, and I will see you next time.